we see that the battle, this is a story that if we study our Bible, we know it because as the, as the battle was getting heavy and was going out throughout the day, Moses had his hand up. And as Moses' hand was up, the Israelites were winning. But every time Moses' hand would go down, the Amalekites would become kind of the victors for that moment in time. And what we saw is we saw that Aaron and her, they went up to the top of the mountain and they helped to prop up Moses' hand. And see, that propped up hand, it, it symbolizes that the Lord is fighting the battle on the Israelites' behalf. And so as the story goes, the Israelites were victorious in that battle. And Moses, he built an altar there. And he called the name of that altar Jehovah Nisi. For the Lord is my banner. He goes before me in battle. And that's when the Lord spoke to Moses. And he said, he said, I want you to rehearse that in the ear of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. So then we see Joshua next as the personal assistant to Moses. He was faithful in all that he was called to do. For Moses was a minister unto Moses. He aided Moses. In fact, when Moses went up Mount Sinai to receive the law given by the Lord, Joshua was with him. We also see that as Moses began to get old, that the Lord spoke to Moses and he said that his days were becoming short. And it was almost time for him to die. And so he asked Moses, he said, call Moses and present him before the tabernacle of the congregation so that I can give him a charge. For when the Lord saw Moses, he saw that the spirit of God was within him. And so he called Moses, and Moses did exactly as the Lord said. He presented Moses before the elders, and they laid hands upon Joshua. Mm -hmm. After Moses died, we're now to Joshua 1. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it says, the Lord spoke unto Joshua. The son of Nun, Moses' minister saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. He said, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I told 
Moses. And so our text this morning, we see that Joshua started the journey into the land of the Canaanites. He's already conquered two cities. He's conquered Jericho and he's conquered Ai, Ai. And so as he journeys, there was a king of the Amorites. And the king heard what Joshua had done to the other two cities. He also heard that the Gibeonites had made a treaty with the Israelites. And so he decided that he would formulate a coalition. He would get the other kings of the Amorites together and go to battle. They decided not to attack the Israelites, but they would attack Gibeon. For Gibeon was a part of the Hivites. Now, Gibeon was a smart people, I would say. Because they too heard that the Israelites were coming. And they heard that the Israelites were destroying every single thing in their path. And so, what they decided to do was, they bundled themselves together. They got the elders together. And the elders put on kind of some old, dusty clothes. They made their clothes appear as if they were been, they'd been on a journey for a long time. And they went to the Israelites and they said, we are journeying for a from away, far away place. Yeah, yeah. And we heard about your God. And we'd like to make a treaty with you. Mm-hmm. Now the elders, they, they had one thing that they failed to do. They failed to inquire of the Lord. And so they made a treaty with the Hivites. But they really should not have. For that was one of the nations that they were supposed to utterly destroy. But because they made a promise to them, they were then obligated to fulfill that promise. And so our point one for today, as we look at the Amorites, is that we need to be aware. Our enemies watch what the Lord is doing in our lives. You see, Even Satan, if we think back to the story of Job, he was watching what was happening with Job. For when he went into heaven before the Lord, he said, Hast not thou a hedge around him about his house and about all that he had on every side? For you have blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased. The enemy is watching what God is doing for you. 
Be aware. Be sober. Be vigilant. For the devil is as a roaring lion. Walking about seeking whom he may devour. The second thing we see in that relationship that was formed is that we need to ask God before we form a relationship. For we know that that was one of the, the people that should have been utterly destroyed. However, the Israelites found themselves in an alliance with someone who was their enemy. And if we read throughout the scriptures, we see that they cause the Israelites many problems. I was, I was, I was reminded as I was studying this, one of the things that uh, Reverend Allen said to me. Reverend Allen said, he said, Daphne, he said, don't take any wooden nickels. Now, if you know a wooden nickel, won't speak. And so he was just saying, you need to be prayerful in what you accept into your life. Who you align yourself with. For it can bring disastrous results in your life. So then, in our next verse, it says that, the, Gideon, the Gibeonites, they called unto Joshua and said, Come quick, for this coalition of Amorites are upon us. And it says, So Joshua, he, he came down from Gilgal, he and all of the mighty men of war. And as he was going, The Lord spoke to him. The Lord said, fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. Mm -hmm. When we are approaching battle, we need to listen for the Lord's encouragement. For Joshua had the promise of God. And he also had the presence of God. He had the promise that there was a victory assured. He had God's presence in that he would be with him in the battle. And that's how we need to approach our battle. We need to listen for God's encouragement to us. As we approach our battles. For the Lord is saying that. He will give us. The victory. He will be with us. In the battle. We need only. Trust him. Hear. The Lord. Listen. To what he says. To us. In our battle. When Joshua heard from the Lord. That's all Joshua needed. That's all he needed. You see, because it should have been a three days journey to get to Gibeon. 
But what was the three days journey? Joshua and the mighty men of war, they got there overnight. Because he had that promise from the Lord. And so he marched all night to get there to fight the battle with the Amorites. The one thing about Joshua is that Joshua also had experience in this space. For Joshua was one of the spies that went into the Canaanite land. So he, along with 11 other men, was sent to spy out the land of Canaan. The other 10, when they came back to tell Moses and the elders, they were shaking in their boots. They were afraid because the Canaanites were a people of giants. But Joshua, he said, they may be giants, but they are bread for us. He says, do not anger and provoke the Lord. Fear them not. How we need to be when we're facing the battles of our lives. We need to fear not, for we serve a mighty God. A mighty God. We need to have courageous faith like Joshua. Joshua came upon all of them suddenly. No matter what it looked like, they could have been afraid because it was four individual kings and kingdoms coming against them. But Joshua didn't care about the odds. For he knew that he was going to take God at his word. So when we have those situations in our lives, that wayward child that hasn't turned around yet, we need to trust God. When the doctor hasn't given us all clear, we need to take God at his word. That job that we don't have yet, we need to take God at his word. He's able to deliver us. Our point number four, we need to allow God mm-hmm. to fight the battle. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Verses 10 and 11, they tell us that it says that the Lord routed the Amorites before Israel. And uh, they slew, they slaughtered them Mm -hmm. there in Gibeon. So much so that they had to start to retreat. They started running away. But as they ran away, it says that the Lord threw down stones from heaven upon them. And the ones that died from the stones was more than the ones that Joshua fought in battle. There's some kind of God that we serve that's able 
thrones down from heaven. Why? Why should we allow him to fight for us? Number one, because God said, I got this. I got this. Who is he? Who is this God that we serve? This is the king of glory. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He is the Lord who is mighty in battle. That's who he is. That's why we need to allow him to fight the battle. We need to allow him to fight the battle because he loves us. He chose us. And he has a plan for us. His plan for the Israelites were to take them from Egypt to the land of Canaan and to wipe out all of the people that they might own what was not theirs. The Lord wants to do the same thing for us. He wants to make his plans manifest in our lives. We need only trust him. Let him clear the way so that all we have to do is go in and inhabit. He has an inheritance for each and every one of us. Not just in heavenly places, but here on earth as well. Pastor always says that we're living beneath where the Lord would have us to live. We need to move ourselves out of the way and allow him to take us to where he wants us to be. Our next point. We need to ask the Lord for help in the battle. Ask him for help in the battle. Verse 12, it says that Joshua spake. He cried out unto the Lord in that day. And, and, and when you look at what Joshua asked for, he said, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. And moon in the valley of Ajalon. Now, I don't know about you, but when you just think about that request alone, you think, hmm, that's impossible. Not going to happen. But what we see here is that there's nothing too hard for our God. like about it is that we can ask our God anything. Anything. And it says that he answered Joshua. He answered him. Now, what is the significance of this? The significance of the sun standing still 
is very deep. It's very deep for the people that they were fighting. For the Amorites believed that their God were the sun God and the moon God. And so, I don't know about you, but as Joshua cried out, and God allowed the sun to stand still so that the Israelites could defeat them in the battle. That had to send a very deep and personal message to them. For it was on that day that they found out that their God wasn't God at all. That's what they found out that day. Their God wasn't that their God at all. But what they found out is that the Israelites served the true and living God. We've got to know. In all of our situations and circumstances. That there really is nothing too hard for God. We need only ask help from him. Verse 14 tells us that there was no day like that before. And we know that there hasn't been a day like it since then. For it was in that day that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel that day. Now I don't know about you. But who wouldn't serve a God like that? One who is able to control the sun and the moon with the sound of his voice. For we know that it was he and his voice that spoke all of creation into existence. When we think about the outcome of when God fights for us, there's some reasons why we always need to allow God to fight for us. The first one is because we will come out victorious. Yeah, we will come out victorious. The second reason is that there will be no doubt in our minds who brought us out. The third reason is that because now the enemy knows who God is and he also knows to whom you belong. We get the victory, but God gets the glory. Each and every time. As we read through the book of Joshua, in Joshua 11, verse 23, it says that Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel. Joshua's charge was to deliver the people from the wilderness into the promised land. Mm -hmm. 
Again, Joshua's name is Yahweh is salvation. Now there is a name which is above every name. And in that name, we see deliverance from the wilderness of sin into a heavenly kingdom. And that name is none other than the name of Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ, the Son of Mary, the Son of the living God. For it was Jesus that left heaven and came to earth. And he came to earth to dwell among men. Now the reason that he came is to save each and every one of us. Why? Because all have sinned and come short of his glory. Now there is no other name under the heavens like Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He is my Jehovah Jireh. He is my Jehovah Nisi. He's the great I am. He's everything that we need. There's nobody like Jesus. Nobody like Jesus. And I'm going to take it from Joshua. Take it from Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know about you today, but today is a good day. That today is a great day in the Lord because we've never seen this day before. He granted us brand new mercies this day when we woke up this morning. And if you keep on living, you're going to have some battles to fight in this life. And if we're really honest about it, we're fighting some battles right now. But what we have is we have the same promise that the Israelites had. That he will bring us out victorious. For we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors. We have the promise that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. If you don't know him. If you haven't accepted him. If you haven't tried him. Today is a good day. For you to try the Lord standing all over the building if you haven't accepted the Lord in the pardon of your sins come while the blood yet runs warm in your veins try him today it'll be the very best thing that you could ever do is giving your life over to him. For when we give our lives over to him, we have an assurance that he's going to be there. No matter how the storms of life may come, no matter how the winds may blow, 
He's going to be right there with us. Every single step of the way. Try him today.